Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode is sponsored by Galaxy Gear Boutique. Galaxy Gear Boutique creates clothing that is out of this world. Everything is 100% handmade by Amber. You can get things that are already made like infinity scarves and head wraps and scrunchies, or you can order fandom clothing that is 100% made to order. Amber also recently launched Nebula Niceties, which is pop culture and bookish merchandise for all. You can follow them both at Galaxy Gear Boutique and at Nebula Niceties LLC to get the fandom merch of your dreams. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Denae, and I am here with my friend, Mallory Shoemaker. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. This is exciting. This is the second episode. If you missed the most recent episode before this, we're doing a little series. I have no idea how many episodes long it will be. We've talked to lots of people on the podcast who run cool businesses or do cool projects or have cool brands. And then the focus of the podcast is normally more about nerdy things so we don't go super behind the curtain or behind the scenes. And uh, lots of people want that. (laughs) So we're doing a little series where we actually talk about businesses and brands and things. And actually, this is kind of a perfect intro. I was not sure how to intro you, but that's kind of what we're talking about because you have done a billion different things over the past more than decade of being in like content and marketing and ambassadoring and writing and videoing. Oh man. Oh man. man. (laughs) That's what we want to talk about on this episode is like a little bit about what that journey has been like and the very, very, very relatable aspect of how do you handle like wanting to do a bunch of different things. And that is sometimes really cool and sometimes really hard and sometimes really chaotic in your brain. (laughs) So we're just going to talk about that. Yeah. That's so funny that you like said all those things, all those words, because I guess they are true. But whenever I describe myself or like what I have done on the internet for that many years, I just call myself an internet person because like, I don't know what else really to call it. But I suppose the grown up version of that is just saying, I've been in marketing for <laughs> over a decade. <laughs> like we can call it that now. <laughs> yeah. And for people who don't know, like you actually have had real adult grown up jobs in marketing too, which is very cool That's true. and impressive. So you know jobs, what you're talking yes. about too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the part where I was like, how do we have this conversation, Jordan? Like where yeah, do we so start? So I think something that's I'll talk about my journey with you <laughs> that we can go off of that. Oh, your like, journey with me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Like, Cause I knew who you were from the internet. I don't even know how many years ago, but like a bunch of years ago, maybe five or seven, because for my own business, I was trying to like find all of the other nerdy women out there. And that long ago, it was like not actually super hard to find girls doing nerd things on the internet because there weren't as many of us easy to find. So I knew about your like beauty YouTube things. Mm-hmm. One of the many flavors that my YouTube channel has had over its lifespan. Yeah. And that wasn't even close to the beginning either. You were doing stuff before that. That's true. Yeah, that was potentially in the like, 
espionage era too, which is probably actually how we met at some con sometime. I think so. Was probably through that connection. But yeah, I mean, okay. So I guess, how do they say it on TV? The kids at home, the (laughs) folks tuning in, just joining us here live now. The trajectory that my creative life has taken, it started with messing around with Adobe products in like this kid's computer that we had in our den. And my dad worked for lots of tech companies. So he just loaded a computer with all kinds of stuff and we had access to anything that we could want and we could just teach ourselves everything. So I taught myself front page and Photoshop and I was learning whatever I wanted. And that somehow led to me getting my first Mac. I don't really know how, probably because they were really hip when we were in college age. Like everybody had a Mac or wanted a Mac. So I got a Mac and then I was like, well, what's the next thing? Obviously, I'm going to use this webcam to make videos on the internet. Oh man, webcam days. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. The Mac was like the magic computer because it had one built in, right? So that was and magic. it was not <laughs> good quality it looking was back, terrible. it was awesome <laughs> at the time. So many photo booth photos do I have. Oh my God. So many. Totally. <laughs> and YouTube actually was pretty new at that point too. Cause oh my God. that was like 2007 or maybe a little before, I think I got my computer in like 2006. And so like to put a time frame on it, that's like vlog brothers, Hank and John Green started their channel in 2006 and they were like cutting edge of YouTube. Right. And so 2007, I uploaded my first video. I think 2008 is technically when the Mallory of Sunshine channel was born, but I had a different secret channel that will never see the light of day again before that in 2007. (laughs) And one thing led to another. I found friends. I started writing poetry. I was a blogger, blogger. The platform blogger was the blogging platform that I used. A lot of people use LiveJournal, right? So like that, I was putting poetry online. I was making videos. I think Daily Booth was before Instagram. So definitely was using like daily booth. And that was like a, you post a picture every day and write a caption. And it was very much like straight from your webcam onto the internet and you could comment on people's things. It was kind of like Instagram before Instagram was a thing. No, I was not on that. I was a Zanga girl. That's where I oh, hung out yes, at that Zanga, time. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Anyway, right. So like all of these pieces, I don't know, led to one to another. I went to school for journalism. Pretty soon I ended up at the Apple store somehow. I was working there. And ultimately it it led to my first muggle job, which was at Microsoft. And I was actually just working with influencers on a HoloLens app. And one thing led to another. And now I'm still in tech. I'm working as a social media manager now, which is amazing. Like I never thought that would be my job, but all throughout that whole time, I've done these things. Like you even reminded me earlier today, we were talking about podcasts and I was like, no, I had one of those too. Like I made my sister do a podcast with me back in like 2007. It's so weird. Yeah. So I've dabbled in lots of things. I wouldn't say I'm good or great at any of them, (laughs) but I have dabbled in lots of things. I feel like I know enough about a lot of things to be dangerous, you know? And I think you mentioned you have full-time jobs too. So we're going to talk about a lot of like eternal creative struggles in this episode, but that's one of them, right? Is the day job versus full-time creative. But one of the things that's very cool is that you can just try a bunch of stuff. 
And if you want to do that, you totally can because you can pay your bills and then you can just do stuff for fun, which is, you know, in a world like that is the point of having creative hobbies is just to try a bunch of stuff for fun. Totally. And I like, I so admire people like you though, Jordan, who like have a brand and have a very distinct perspective and point of view in the world. And you know what you're doing, you know what your business is. It's funny when people like you, people that I admire, my friends even look at me and go, wow, there's nothing you can't do. You've done all these amazing projects because I just look back and I see a bumble of a life trying to figure out like, what's the one thing I want to do, you know? Because I think, I don't know, I very much grew up in an environment where it was like, go to college, you pick your career, you do that one thing. And like, I never wanted to pick one thing. And so I do feel like I'm finally now at like (laughs) the ripe old age of 31, kind of realizing like, wow, no, I've never picked anything. And I have lived 25 lives that I've loved every minute of every single one. And there's no way that I would be here now doing the things that I'm doing. I'm working at Adobe now, right? There's no way I would have the job I have at Adobe if I hadn't done all of that other stuff. Like it all led to this moment. And so I'm taking solace in that of like, None of that's wasted time. None of those projects were wasted projects. They all led here. And like, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I don't want to pick. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think a lot of the behind the scenes doesn't always match the in front of... Like you and I both know each other's businesses pretty well. (laughs) We work together a lot. And like, it is also very funny for me to hear you say like, I have such a well-defined brand because I think I do in some ways. And I think part of that is also like living in New York and hanging out with 80% like branding experts. So they really (laughs) like hammered that into me. But on the one hand too, like I just kind of don't talk about the things that don't fit anywhere, but like I sold handmade aprons and then I sold like kids crayon accessories. And then I technically have a kid's brand like with its own Instagram page that like no one remembers anymore. And then I started this side project that I like you and I were on the phone calls where like, we had to define the message that made Sartorial Geek and Jordan Today brands make sense. And then I started freelancing social media help. You can like pass the highlight yourself. reel is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you can package yourself in a way. But also it's messy back here too. Man. It's messy. It's messy. <laughs> I think there is a part of it too, where when you are doing it as your full-time business, the I don't want to say the stakes are higher because that's not what I mean, but being very accessible and clear to customers is like job number one, even if it's at the sake of like creativity or freedom or fun. And I think there's something that is pretty special about not having to do that where like you can have a podcast about books and you can do a Kickstarter about poetry. Like, you know, you can do all these different things and it's just kind of cool. <laughs> totally. Because it, it doesn't equal you do this or you don't eat. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you can play. And I think that's like, I don't know. I feel like you get to do that a lot and I'm sure it feels chaotic, but it's fun to watch that you get to play. Hopefully at least it's entertaining. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> We've talked about that before and I'm sure we'll talk about it again, but that really is one of the cool things about the muggle jobs, like whatever form they take is that, yeah, it does give you sort of a sense of like a safety net, you know, like 
the pressure is off the thing you're creating to be creative. And I, I feel so fortunate. All the jobs that I've had, especially the one that I'm in now, is so hyper creative that I don't feel like I'm not fulfilled at my day job, but I also don't feel like I'm missing anything when I'm there, which is really good. I feel like I'm learning things and taking things away from just showing up and being around the people that I'm around even that then fosters my outside stuff, which that's kind of new. I would say this job is really special like that. But yeah, there is like a a bit of a lack of pressure, but there's also that lack of pressure, I think can translate into never doing anything else, like not picking a thing, you know, I think there's a balance to be found there and maybe an encouragement to people on both sides who might be listening of like, just because you have a muggle job doesn't mean you need to put your whole life on hold and not do any of your creative things. But also just because you have a creative venture doesn't mean if you get a muggle job, you're a failure. <laughs> like, yes. There's a yes. balance there. Because I've thought that too. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. The entire episode that we just did with Rose so this is probably going to be a recurring theme. And I know there's at least one more interview in this series that will follow this too, is like, it feels like failure when you think you're supposed to be a creative period, I guess, a creative, and then you have a full-time job. And it is so freeing when you realize that it's not. (laughs) It takes a while and not everyone is on the same page with that. But like, if you can get there, it's great. Yeah. And everything is so fluid, right? Like nothing is really a destination. And it's all about like, what do you want your life to look like? I think about that with all aspects of life, like relationships or where you're living or how you're living, the jobs you have, like, I don't know, society, humans just want order (laughs) and we want things to make sense. And so we put things in boxes and we, you know, make lists for ourselves and paths. And whenever we start to stray from those paths, the little society voice comes in and it's like, you're not doing what you didn't go to college. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You shouldn't have five jobs. You should only have one. And it's like, well, who said that though? Like, why? I think that's the rage against the machine vibe that we all have to fight, especially as creatives, because we don't fit neatly in most boxes. Yeah, I think there is a freedom or something very special about being creative as a hobby, which is good and also hard, is that I think there are fewer like right answers because the end goal or, you know, the path or the destination or however you're framing it can be so many different things. Cause like, if you have a business in general, like there's nuance, but in general, the goal is like make a profit. And that's a pretty driving factor. Yeah. <laughs> like all so you have this like pillar to look at and this is everything, right? This is cosplay. This is blogging. This is podcasting. This is any of those things that are super fun and creative. I think it can be really easy to be like, well, am I doing it right? Because what right is predefined for you? But it could just be, does it make me happy? But that is hard. Like, I think that is a hard thing that a lot of us aren't used to is that you get to define what the goals are for yourself and for your projects. And then also you get to change them if you want. If you start doing it and you're like, oh, I thought this was the version of this I wanted you to be happy, but now it's a different version. And if you are just doing it as a fun side project, guess what? (laughs) It's amazing. You can just pivot whenever you want. And that's very cool too. (laughs) 
Yeah, totally. I guess, you know, the more we talk, the more I'm kind of thinking, oh, okay, there's not like as much chaos on the front end, maybe as it feels like there is on the back end. Cause I kind of am that TikTok meme that I got three looks and that's right. it. <laughs> and I've got like the poetry, the podcast, and then kind of the Mallory of Sunshine umbrella, which is like my YouTube channel and the other stuff I do, like the ambassador work I do with you and consulting or just the umbrella bucket, right? It is a lot to keep up with. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. We've talked about having panels just about social media and we should do that at some point. Yeah. And I think I have had this conversation in a lot of different ways with a lot of different people. And it feels what I hope that people listening can get from this episode is that if any of this is relatable to you, like you are not alone. And also sometimes when you're doing hobbies and things, or even if you're doing hobbies in groups, like I just keep thinking of cosplay, everyone doing that, even though you're all doing it together, like are doing it for different reasons too. So it can feel really like lonely is not the right word, but it can feel like you're the only one trying to figure this out and everyone else has it figured out and you're just doing it wrong. And I want everyone to know that that's not <laughs> true. I'm like, there are lots of us in the same boat. Yeah, for sure. And community is so important. I mean, I just feel so fortunate that I have landed in the orbits of some really incredible and powerful, badass women creators. I mean, you're one of those people for me, my friend Sasha and Annie and Leda, you know, like just are constantly hyping each other up, lifting each other up. Yeah, we're like supporting each other's projects and listening to crazy ideas. And also like, hey, that's a crazy idea. But actually that one's right. not so crazy. You should try that one for sure. That is so important. And I think, I hope, I know podcasts can be that for some people. And there are so many out there that are so, so good. But there's also a level of patience. We were talking about this earlier too, of like, and maybe this comes with age. <laughs> I feel so old in my 30s, but... I'm older than you, so... Okay, but my you. 30s have been my best years ever. And I'm not just saying that like, I wasn't one of those people who said my teenage years were my best years ever, though. Were you? Oof. No. Okay. Not, yeah. Not that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> but some people are like, ooh, high school. Yeah. Well, I, did I guess not we were peak in high school. <laughs> yeah. That's we also probably it. Too, so that's a little awkward. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is the best. But there is like maybe an incubation period that sometimes things have to take. And maybe this is also. As I get more Zen and become more and more of a witch, I had my chart read and this lady was like, and actually my neighbor said this too. She's an astrologer too. And they were both kind of like, I think your 40s are going to be super awesome. Like you maybe haven't figured out what you're quote unquote supposed to do yet, but watch out for your 40s. And I was like, I'm listening. But I think my poetry book is a manifestation of that in my life right now. Like I've been talking about this project for 10 years. Like people who have known me from the internet for like, I go back and I'm finding YouTube videos and posts and blogs and my freaking Patreon page where I'm talking about this damn poetry book. And I've tried to do it so many times in so many ways for so many years, at least 10 years. I'm not making that up. That's literally true. And it couldn't happen before now because it wasn't supposed to happen before now. You know, like now in this exact moment, I had the idea the right way. I know the people, the like collaborators are right. The venue is right. The collection is right. Like I think the moment is right. And if I had tried to force it, 
it wouldn't have been good. And so not only did like having muggle jobs mean that this book didn't have to be one of the things that made me money, but also I just kind of had to have patience to see what would happen. And it took 10 years, but here we are. And that feels wild. That is wild. A decade of thinking about and like working on a project is crazy. That's a long In time. a very cool way. But also I love that message too, because I feel, I feel like that's another like myth or idea that is sort of like along with the like, you have to be creative full time to ever be fulfilled. It's also like you have to succeed at your ideas super fast for them to be good or right or something. And that's just Uh like totally not true. (laughs) So I think that is great. Like there are so many resources now, like there are Kickstarter is a platform that lots of people know about that like didn't exist that way before. And like you said, right all of the pieces around this project. It would have been a completely different project five years ago. And I mean, I don't know exactly what that would have looked like, but I definitely believe you that it's better now than it could have even been then because you know more. Well, and you said that you called us multidisciplinary creatives earlier, which I really like, but I think that's another freedom in being one of those. It's not like I wasn't distracted to some degree throughout these last 10 years too, right? Like there was a time for like four or five years that I was making a weekly YouTube video every single week. And I started another podcast during that time and I read a whole lot and I did makeup artistry on web shows and fashion shows and whatever and worked cons and tons of stuff. So it wasn't like I was thinking about this 100% of the time, which is also, I think, really good. I would have been so sad, I think, if I were thinking about this project 100% of my time. Yeah, that would have been a little intense. (laughs) (laughs) It would be so sad and very, very intense. But yeah, I think like if you have a lot of things going on or that you're passionate about, that also means you can kind of chase sometimes until you can't anymore. And then maybe you just go, okay, maybe I'm just going to let this one sit on ice for a little bit. And see what happens if I come back to it later or I don't know. There's no shortage of things to do. But then I'm also really inspired by the people who just know what they want to do and then they go do it. I just think we're showing the spectrum of humans. (laughs) And I think things often look different than they are behind the scenes. Because I imagine everyone... Some people I do sort of think were like born with like one thing that they knew they loved their whole life and then they do it and that's amazing. But I do think that for a lot of people, even doing the one thing that it seems like you were made for probably had three to 10 other things that were just really expertly narrowed down, (laughs) but like they were there, you know what I mean? process of elimination, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Or like, I'm being smart about what I'm putting on hold for now, but I don't think that most people actually have like a lightning bolt strike of the perfect idea and then everything (laughs) is just lined up forever and ever, you know? (laughs) I think you're probably right. (laughs) But I mean, that is really hard. I mean, I guess this is another thing that we can really easily talk about as people who have spent so much time on the internet, especially social media, like things look different than they are almost always, or at least you get a version of something and not the whole story. And that's totally fine. That's what the internet is for. I think it is fair and reasonable and responsible of us as humans to just assume (laughs) that most of what we see is only part of the story. And that is okay. And not to, you know, be too sad. That looks like everything else is easy for everyone else. Because I don't think it is. 
very often. Oh, yeah. See, now we're getting into imposter syndrome and the internet. (laughs) And that's dangerous. But And I think we both appreciate creatives who are honest about that. Like Victoria Schwab, we both love very much. Very much. I appreciate how honest she is (laughs) about everything where she'll be... And again, she's obviously not being 100% transparent about her entire life because that's like not safe or smart or fair. Like she is (laughs) being a reasonable person, but she'll be upfront about like the creative struggle and then also be upfront about how hard it is to decide what to share and what not to. And that's like, those are all real. That's all real. I think that is like, I hope that this feels helpful to people who feel either like stuck or in a whirlwind or whatever version of your creative life, like you feel like you must be the only one dealing with it. Mallory and I probably also are. So you can talk to us or, you know, just know that you're not alone. But I want to also just pitch your Kickstarter a little bit more. I know we talked about it, but do you want to tell everyone when it ends and a little more about what it is? Because it's very cool. Oh my gosh. I'm so bad at elevator pitches. Well, you already talked about the 10-year plan. (laughs) So we have that already. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we've got that covered. That part got cut from my Kickstarter video because (laughs) I was like, this is too dang long already. We got the exclusive on this podcast then. Yeah. Okay. So it's a poetry book. It's called Take a Stroll With Me, which is one of the poems in the book. I don't know why. It just became the title many years ago and it had to be the title. It's a collection of like roughly 50-ish poems, kind of about finding the magic in the world and also in yourself. And I've been working on it for a while. A lot of the poems are very old and some of the poems are very new. The Kickstarter is for mainly for the physical book. I'm getting it printed. I have an amazing illustrator named Justin Weber. Jordan actually introduced me to him. I was going to say my friend Justin. <laughs> yeah. This is actually a hilariously oh my funny gosh, little yes. homeschool babies. But yeah, Justin is incredible. He and his wife are very, very fun artists. And I am so excited that you're able to work together. Yes. I can't wait to work with them both again. And then I just have so many friends involved in it doing different facets because... So the main thing, like I said, it's about the the physical book, but it's also going to be a digital book and an audio book. And hopefully in the aftertimes, there will be a launch party (laughs) that I can rope more friends into helping me plan. But yeah, I have friends helping me record the audio book and lay out the books. And yeah, it goes till September 15th. So there's quite a few days left in this thing. And yeah, I think I'm about 28% funded right now. So that's nothing to sneeze at, you know, but I'm so excited it's going to happen. And I'm just really grateful and stoked about it. And I hope people like my poetry. Like it's so nerve wracking. It's been so long since I've put my poetry earnestly on the internet or in anyone's hands. And so I'm kind of nervous, but I'm mostly excited. Yeah. I feel like I'm not a creative in that way at all. Like I don't really storytell in that way. So for me, like poems and songs and music are so personal. I can't even imagine. It's the most personal thing I've ever thought about putting anywhere. Yeah. I almost have a second book already finished too. And that one's even more so. And so, yeah, I'm going to be even more nervous whenever it comes time to put that one out in the world. (laughs) It's so cool though. I'm so proud. This is very, very awesome. I've been crying all week. I'm crying at the club. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what oh, is there goodness. to be emotional about? I don't understand. There's nothing. <laughs> Everything is fine and easy. I don't Everything is fine. <laughs> yeah, today alone, I've shed so many tears. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the 2021 world that we live in, slash plus and minus the past five years. Jordan, that's another else. shirt I want to do for Jordan <laughs> Today alone, I've shed so many tears. <laughs> it will Jordan. be okay. very relatable. <laughs> Also, yeah. where can people find you other than your Kickstarter if they're listening after the fact? Yeah, probably the main place is Instagram. I'm at Malloray. And from there, you can find all of my many offshoots, my book podcast, my poetry Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, this has been so fun. Yeah. I feel like I know a lot of people in similar situations, and I hope seeing that other people are doing it too. <laughs> and I hope that is helpful to people. Be encouraged. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk again about, you know, whatever completely different things we're doing in two years, because that's how life has been <laughs> so far. Where Every time I talk to you, we're doing totally different things than we were in the last time. So. Isn't that wild? I love it. Me too. It is fun. It is very fun to be a creative. And I'm thankful that we're both on this journey together. This is great. Well, thanks so much, Mallory. And thank you all for listening. And uh, I hope you all have a great week. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. If you want to hear more like this, you can subscribe to the Sartorial Geek podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help us out, you can leave us a rating or a review or head to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek. Thank you so much. Have a great day.